This is Warrior's Way Podcast, Episode 5. And I'm James Eek. So, something that comes up in your training, I'm sure, is what do you do to make your training better? How do you get the most out of the time that you have to train? And... The best way to explain this to to people is that you need to change your view. Um, When you think about it, what you're doing in your martial arts, I hope, is that you're trying to make your life better. So you're trying to get some self-confidence, you're trying to meet some people, you're trying to get more fit, you're trying to learn self-defense, you're trying to, and the list goes on and on and on. So long and short though, you're trying to make your life better. Now, if say you are training twice a week for an hour every time you train, maybe an hour and a half, that doesn't really add up to all that much time. So the way I explain it to my students is that you need to take every opportunity that comes up in your life and view that as part of your training. Um, You need to make your life and everything that happens your training. You know, so when you have the option of taking that elevator or taking the stairs, guess which one it is. Uh, If you have the choice of eating junk food or having whatever, a salad and something healthy, uh, you know the answer to that one. Everything is training. Uh, I'm going to go back to my book here. This is uh, from the third section in it. And surprisingly enough, or maybe not, it's called Everything is Training. Changing your body is just mechanics. It's changing your mind that presents the challenge. Getting strong is a choice, and so is staying weak. The same can be said for gaining self-illumination and living in the darkness. The difficult thing is getting to where you want to go, not to mention where you need to go. As I say to my students, if they want to be a good fighter, better than the average person on the street, I can give them that if they're willing to do the necessary work within six months. However, to become a martial artist who is actually with it and who gets it, well, my friend, that takes a lot longer. When I first started teaching, I would often tell my students all about the endless possibilities that would come up in their lives as stumbling blocks to their training and how every one of them is a test to see if you're truly dedicated to the path or if you're just a tourist. Not that there's anything wrong with a tourist. Tourists are the ones who pay the bills, bring in the new blood, remind us what it's like to be an endless beginner. But the tourists, well, they don't generally stick around. They take in the sights, they buy a shirt, and then they go. And then they tell their friends for years to come what it was like to be there. For me, very early on, I realized that, mar- that the martial arts were my life path and passion. It was as if I found something that was already mine. Over the decades, this feeling has only grown stronger, so strong that I'd be a liar if I didn't admit that sometimes I get tr- frustrated with people who I had thought were gung-ho, show those familiar markers of, well, being less so. 
I try in those cases to relax and realize that they too are on their path and what's right for me is not the same for them. The sad truth is that some people just can't see a good thing even when they're holding it in their hands. It's always a shame to see them go. The martial arts are truly amazing as a vehicle of self-discovery, exploration, and self-expression. When you become a master of the martial arts, an ongoing process, by the way, not something that's attainable or concrete, you become a master of yourself, where when you're doing your art, you're truly putting it all out there and showing who you really are on every level. For a martial artist, everything becomes training, as it should. The way you act, what you do when the chips are down, how you treat others, endless, endless other things are all part of this. I can't stress this enough. Everything is training to a martial artist. Many people don't understand that. I'll use myself as an example. I strive to be in the best possible physical fitness level I can. People who know me and work out with me mistake my gym work, work ethic for competitiveness on one extreme and a desire, a belief, or an urge to be some kind of superhuman on the other. But I'm neither, and I don't believe myself to be. If I'm on a hike and I'm on a hill that my body is telling me to just slow down and take it easy, I try to go harder and I try to go faster. If I see someone going up that hill ahead of me, they're now my marker and I'm going to try to pass them or die trying. When I work out, everyone beside me, I look at it as I would someone in the ring. More so those who try to keep pace with me. As a result, I tend to work harder and push further than most of the guys 10 or more years younger than me. But this is just fitness. For my martial arts training, nothing is ever enough. If I know something, I want to know more about it, where it came from, who pieced it together, who was there, or what was their intent. When I learn a technique, I modify it, I tear it apart, I rebuild it, and I try to make it better. I realize that I only have one life, so I had better make the most out of it. This goes for everything that I do. And it should go for you too. How you eat, what you do, how much TV you watch, everything. The martial, martial arts teaches us that whatever we set our minds on, we can do. Just as long as we are willing to do all the hard work that it takes. Unfortunately, most people like their time off a little too much. That TV sitting against the wall whispers at us a little too loudly and far too many give in and sit there for hours while telling themselves that they have no time to train. The reality is that everything, every moment, is training if you have the right state of mind. Even writing this book is training. The easiest thing in the world would be to not sit here right now and type this out but if I dedicate myself to something and go full at it, little by little, I can chip away at things and get it done. Whether it's a book, getting into better shape, achieving great things from martial arts, or living a better life. I think that when it comes to our training, this way of looking at it is key. Like I, I explained to my students when I'm trying to get this point across, when something comes in the mail, for instance, and maybe it's something you really wanted and you've been waiting for days or weeks for it, and it finally shows up, I often will just put it down, leave it on the counter, just go about what it is that I'm doing. And what that does is 
builds patience. And sure, that's just, you know, one little silly thing. But every little silly little thing that we can do to uh, make everything into our training is going to make us better. If you think that right now, as you're listening to this, that doing a few push-ups isn't going to make you better and stronger, then you better guess again. If you think that missing out on class just because you feel like staying home isn't going to somehow not make you better, well, you better guess again. Everything that we do can be our training. What I like to say to my students when we talk about this is, what are you doing right now in your life to make your fitness better? And how much time are you devoting to it? Is it just coming to class? Or are you getting up early and hitting the gym? What are you doing to discipline yourself more, to discipline your mind? Are you learning to sit and to breathe? As we train, we're going to find out all of our strengths and weaknesses. That's just the reality. But what most people do is they just see what they're good at and let that happen and then coast. But what you really should do is you should examine your life completely and you should see what your strengths are and make them stronger. You should see what your weaknesses are and make them better. And you should try to find new ways to amplify all those other parts all the time. So what I recommend... And by all means, you know, do what you think is right. But what I recommend is that you go to the gym at least five days a week. Hit the gym and do things to make you stronger. You should be focusing on lifting and pushing and pulling and hinging. Right? So in other words, you need to build up your legs, you need to build up your core, you need to build up your arms, your chest, and your back. That's pretty much it. Which, of course, means that you're going to do a lot of stuff at the gym, by the way. <laughs> but we'll talk about that maybe on another podcast. What you should also be doing is you should be thinking about raising your heart rate. And it can be little things like going for a walk every day. If you have a dog, guess what? Your dog needs a walk, whether you like it or not. So you should be walking that dog every day. What I recommend to people is we have all these smart things now. Get something that has a pedometer in it and make sure that you do 10,000 steps a day. Make that your new religion, that you <laughs> are in the religion of 10,000 steps. And make that something that you have to do. You should be thinking about your nutrition. Are you getting everything in your body that you should? And that goes for, are you getting enough water every day? Are you eating enough fruits and vegetables? And all those things that we need. And then look at the stuff that you're also consuming and ask yourself, is this actually good for me? 
And if it's not, get rid of it. Now, that's not to say that there's not times when you can, you know, indulge in this or indulge in that, because you know what? At the same time, we only have one life, you might as well enjoy it. So, you know what? Some chocolate is not going to be the end of the world. Chocolate constantly, all the time, every day, (laughs) multiple times a day, that's where it's not so good. And use that as training too. Just because you have a chocolate bar sitting there doesn't mean you need to eat it today. Let it sit there for a week. It's not going to go bad. You need to read. You need to expand your mind. All right. Find some good books that you're interested in. Read some heavy stuff that's hard for you. And read some stuff that's dessert, too. Enjoy it. Reading is just as important as hitting the gym. You need to breathe. Breath training is very important. Whether you call it meditation or you simply practice proper breathing from the diaphragm, I think it's very, very important, especially for those of us that have a sedentary kind of life because the human body is not meant to sit there all day. You can't even breathe properly sitting there. You need to stand, you need to sit up straight, And you need to breathe in a way that your diaphragm can move. And then, of course, we have our martial arts training, too. And that's where you reap the benefits of all the rest of it. So if you love jujitsu, you're going to find that when you integrate all these different aspects, the research that you're doing and reading about for your jujitsu, the breath control that you're learning, the meditation that you're doing, the fact that you're having a healthier diet, and all of this that's going to make your jujitsu better. It's going to make you understand it more. Far more than if all you did was go to class and then go home and not think about it again and think that somehow the magic of your training is going to happen. Training means training. And there's a very good saying that is, the training is the way and the way is training. And I think more people should understand that. Um, Unfortunately, I think that in the world that we live in now, everybody wants a quick fix. Everybody wants to just watch a video and suddenly be some kind of instant superstar. But the reality with the martial arts is it takes hard work over a long period of time. And you have to work at it. You have to make time for it. Time isn't going to throw it to you. Make time for it. Get in there and train. And then if you're wondering what I think you should do in terms of how much time to devote to your actual martial arts classes, well, it's going to vary from person to person. When you're first starting out, maybe twice a week is is good, you know, but as you progress, you're probably going to want to spend more time at it, you know, um, but be careful. Make sure that you don't go into something and you're so excited at it and you are doing it five days a week and then you burn out, you know, within a few months and you spend the rest of your life telling people that you used to do martial arts. <laughs> um, it's best off if you go slow and then add from there. 
So I think that's where I'll leave this podcast for today. Just some stuff to think about, about training and how everything is training. So I'd love to find out that somehow through the magic ether (laughs) that you're following this, but be disciplined with it. You know what? If you can't go to the gym to get stronger, do push-ups. You always can do push-ups. Do sit-ups. You can always do sit-ups. Plank, squat, all of these things. Do burpees. They're great. You know, if you can't get to a gym, you know, do jumping jacks. Run around the block. Whatever it is that you can do to get better, do it. And really, there's no excuse for it. You know, even if you were locked in a closet, which doesn't make any sense, but if you were locked in a closet, there's definitely something you could do in there. You could be doing squats, you could be doing handstand push-ups, you could, you know, you could do anything. So if you can do that in a closet, think about what you can do in your life. Make the time for it. I can guarantee your body and your life is more important than binge-watching that latest episode or whatever. Pick up some books, you know, read some stuff, find out some things. And it doesn't have to be about martial arts. It can be about anything, you know, read a good story for that matter. It's going to make your life more. And don't give yourself the excuse that I don't really like reading or I don't have time for it or if I'm doing all this other stuff. You know what? Tell yourself you're going to read five minutes a day. I'm pretty sure that you can find five minutes. The same for when it comes to your breathing practice. Tell yourself, I'm going to practice my breathing for 30 seconds a day. Is that going to make you better? Is that 30 seconds more than you did before you started practicing it? You see what I'm getting at? All of these little bits become more. And if you add them up, it becomes something So just think about it. Think about what you can do to make your training better. Think about the things that you can do to make your life better. Because that's what we want. We want to make our lives better. And the martial arts is a big thing that does that. It's not about being on those mats. That's the small part. That's the the part that adds more to the process but what you do off of those mats that's what changes everything how do you integrate those lessons that you're learning the discipline that you're learning the strategies that you're learning how do you integrate that into your life how do you integrate the respect the compassion the gratitude how do you put that into your life or do you just give it lip service some things to think about so that's the end of this podcast get out there and make something special get more fit and more happy make yourself into a person that inspires others someone who will look at you and go wow maybe I should be doing that martial arts stuff That's what you want. Not that you need to inspire anybody. Because, you know, the reality is, is the person you need to inspire is yourself. 
So if you have any questions, drop me a line. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure you pick up a copy of my book, Warrior's Way, A Guide to Lifelong Learning in the Martial Arts, or the companion journal that goes with it, or my more recent book, A Wolf in the Woods, Combat Essentials for the Martial Artist. And get out there and train hard and have fun and have a great life.